0: Is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern. And then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to Michelle forward slash quiz now to take my two minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues, so let's get at it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Calm Mom Podcast. I am your master coach, Michelle Grosser. So grateful you're with us today, as always. If you haven't left a five-star rating for the show or a short review, I would really, really appreciate it if you guys would just pause the podcast right now, scroll down, leave a five-star rating, leave a short review, maybe just a sentence or two about your favorite episode, something that you've learned, some way in which you've been encouraged. It would be so helpful to get this podcast out to other moms like you who could use this information and this encouragement and this community. So I appreciate you in advance and thank you for leaving a five star rating and a short review. You guys are the best. Okay. Today I want to talk about self sabotage. <laughs> I want to talk about self sabotage because I, it, it's one of the most common questions that I get. Like, why do I do this to myself? What is wrong with me? Like, why is it that something is going well? And I feel almost this out of body experience as I watch my body go and Either don't do what I said I would do, don't do what I want to do, go and ruin something. Um, And it's super, super frustrating to feel this, to experience it. And then it kind of messes with our minds because we're like, dude, what is wrong with me? Like, what does this even mean? What is going on? And we all want to make changes, right? Like, We all have things that we know we should be doing. (laughs) And despite our best effort, despite our best intentions, like sometimes we don't follow through like we set goals and we don't see them through and then you know that causes a whole spiral right the shame and the guilt and it it ends up pushing us further from our goals and what I want to talk about today is something that I don't think is talked about enough and it's that link between the experience of trauma and chronic stress on our nervous system and self-sabotage because here's the thing, when, when trauma remains unresolved, right, it often actually shows up in self-sabotaging patterns. So we know we want to lose weight. We know we want to eat better, nourish our bodies better. We've been doing so well. We feel more energy, right? We feel better. Our genes are a little more comfortable. And then why is it that, you know, at, at 10 p.m., we find ourselves sitting on the couch halfway through a pint of ice, a pint of ice cream, right? Or, you know, binging on Snickers in a corner that we had like hidden in the back of the fridge and we had done so well for so long. And then all of a sudden we're just like, we eat three of them in a row, right? Like what is going on? Or we're in a relationship where we're married and things feel like they're going really well and they're super healthy. And then these thoughts or maybe even things that You act on right of infidelity kind of come up and you're like whoa like what is going on here there's no reason for me to want to do this things are going really well or maybe you've been sober for years right and you find yourself with this like deep urge maybe you follow through on it to reach for a drink or whatever it is that you'd been avoiding and and sober from for so many years because self-sabotage is really this, this collective set of, of things that we so deeply under the surface believe and feel and do that, that set us up to fail. So so many of us can make these gains, right? We make these, these short-term gains, or maybe it's these long-term gains, this beautiful progress that we've made towards something that serves us really well and is really healthy, and then, bam, we fall right back into these old disruptive patterns, and it happens because we're stuck in this child consciousness, right? Something there is going on way under the surface. And any sense to a nervous system of change, of growth, of progress, right? Sometimes it's just a sense of, of adulting and responsibility. It can feel like a threat to an old pattern. i want to say that again. A sense of change, a sense of progress, a sense of growth Something something actually being good and healthy and right can feel like a threat to an old pattern if that's not what we've always known. And you guys know because I say it all the time, our nervous system is wired for the familiar. Always, always, it will always choose what is familiar because that is what it is. it perceives as safe, right? It has kept you alive up to this point. So if something is familiar, it knows it. And it presumes that it's safe. So even if it's not best for you, even if it's not serving you well, even though it's not uh, what's what's good in the big picture and the long run for you, if it is familiar, your nervous system is going to desire it, right? That pattern is familiar and it runs deep. So when we're struggling with self-sabotage, when we're struggling to see change in our life... We have to do some really deep work with those patterns and we have to really embody, right? Through practice, trust, we have to embody a new way of being. And guys, this is where the mindset work alone is going to fail you. If you are doing mindset work alone, right? We talk about afferent nerves and only 20% of the messaging in your nervous system is going from your brain down to your body. So when you only focus on nervous, on, on mindset work, Only 20% of the messaging in your body is what you want it to be, right? This new pattern. But it's a four to one. 80% is body up, right? This bottom up processing. So because of the afferent nerves that go from the body up to the brain, 80% of our nerves being afferent, it's so important to include our body in this work. Because we can tell ourselves, you know, procrastinate, don't procrastinate, eat well, right? stay stay in this healthy relationship, this is good, stay sober, you know, do the work, whatever it is that we want to do, we can tell ourselves all of these things. But unless our body is also sending the same signal and messaging that this is safe, and this is healthy, and this is okay, and this is good, and people are going to love you for this, all of these things, right, unless that messaging of our mindset work matches the messaging of our body, we're going to be Facing an uphill battle every time. And that's because that trauma, the things that you know, the things that are familiar, those childhood patterns, they're stored in your body. So even if you try to push them away, push away those memories, even if you dissociate and feel disconnected from your body, right, as a coping mechanism, even even if you stay busy all the time to avoid, heaven forbid that you would have to face or feel any of these things, right? Even if you turn to alcohol or some other substance to numb it, even if you turn to overachievement, right? And try to control and guarantee that you're going to be loved and approved of and safe. Even if you turn to any of these things, your body's gonna tell the story. Your body is gonna tell the true story of what's going on and it may very well come out as self-sabotage. Because after we've been exposed to trauma, right? And remember that trauma isn't necessarily what happened to us right? It's what happened inside of us as a result of what happened to us. So, you know, a season of bullying or a comment, a sharp comment from our parent or, you know, any of these things could have been traumatic to us subjectively, right, in our bodies and not necessarily traumatic to our siblings or someone else. And trauma can also be chronic stress, right? So if we experienced, it's not this one big isolated, awful event that was traumatic, but maybe it was, you know, consistent um, chronic stress as a child over food insecurity or financial issues, right? In your family and you constantly felt just the weight and the stress of that burden, that cr- chronic stress could have been traumatic to your developing nervous system. So when we experience trauma, big T trauma, little t trauma, this chronic stress, In our nervous system, what happens is that a part of our brain, it's called the HPA, it becomes super sensitive. And when that part of our brain is super sensitive, as a result of the trauma it's been been exposed to and experienced, our brain releases more uh, more cortisol, the stress hormone cortisol. And when that trauma and chronic stress is untreated, when it's not healed, when it's not addressed, when we don't allow that energy to move and release, The brain hormone response continues to be activated. And this excess cortisol that continues to be released because our body thinks we're in danger and we're in high alert, that wrecks havoc on our bodies and our nervous systems. And that's what causes nervous system dysregulation. And we talk a lot about this, but that shows up, right? With mental symptoms, emotional symptoms, physical symptoms. So we experience things like emotional volatility. We experience things like, Brain fog and inability inability to focus, um, insomnia, right? Trouble trusting others. Uh, we experience symptoms in our body: muscle tension, back pain, neck pain, right? Um, it can cause autoimmune conditions. We can see things like headaches. We can. Um, there's so many different manifestations of a dysregulated nervous system because we've been exposed to trauma it hasn't been addressed or healed, our brain is super sensitive, and it's constantly thinking that we're under uh, attack, right? We're, we're facing something that is dangerous, it's on high alert, it's hyper aware, and it continues to release these stress hormones because we are stuck in a perpetual stress response. So we're living in fight or flight every single day because our body perceives danger even though it might not be real. How do we heal? I <laughs> think Michelle got to, get to the good part. How do we heal? How do we heal? We shift our feelings of hypervigilance. We have to be able to recognize when we're in a fight or flight state, which might be all the time for some of us. We have to, to be aware that we might be, our nervous system might be on constant alert. We're always scanning for danger, right? You find yourself always worrying. You find yourself Googling every little thing. Find yourself always vying for control, right? That those are all symptoms or signs of hypervigilance and constant being a constant state of alert. So we have to move from that. We gain the awareness and we choose to move from that to a calmer and safer state. And again, our body does not speak a verbal language. So we cannot just tell it to be calm. We cannot just tell ourselves that we are safe. It's helpful, but it's not going to work, right? It goes back to the afferent nerves. It goes back to the mindset work being only 20% of the messaging in our body. We can't just tell our bodies to calm down. We cannot just tell our bodies that they're safe. We have to show them. We have to show them. And we show our body that it is safe. We show our body that it can chill out, that it can move to a calmer state through breath, through sound, and through movement. And guys, this is why it's so, so important If this is something that's coming up for you, that you work with a therapist, you work with a coach, you work with somebody who does both bottom-up work and top-down approaches, right? Because not everyone does. Traditional talk therapy will likely fail you. It has likely failed you if this is something that you're struggling with because traditional talk therapy does not involve your body, right? It doesn't get to the root of the trauma. It doesn't get to all of that energy, all of those Hormones that are stuck in your system that have never been moved. It doesn't get to the root of it. It doesn't get to the root of the trauma and the chronic stress that are stored in your body. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns. And they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. All right, I want to talk about one more thing as it relates to self-sabotage because I think that sometimes it can show up in our relationships and, you know, in our health habits and in addictions and things like that. But a way that it shows up in such a sneaky, like insidious little way that's just so freaking frustrating is procrastination. It shows up for all of us at some point, right? Procrastination. And we self-sabotage. We have things we want to do, even just around the house, right? Like I know I need to do the laundry, but I'm just going to sit on the couch and procrastinate. Or I know I have this project that I want to work on that is going to end up making my life so much better, so much easier. I know it's going to serve me well. And deep down, I actually do want to do it, but I can't seem to like, get the thing done. Like I'm just procrastinating so hard. And friends, that is tied so often to perfectionism. You know, as humans, we we rarely do something unless it's rewarding, right? That's just how we're wired, right? We do things because there's gonna be a payoff, hopefully a guaranteed payoff, right? Then we'll do them even quicker. And we want to avoid pain. Our nervous system wants to avoid discomfort. We want to avoid being judged or being ridiculed. We want to avoid feeling incompetent or insecure, whatever it is. So if there's any remote risk of that tied to the task at hand, we will procrastinate and it will be relieved in the short term, right? So let's talk about some practical things and then kind of want to bring it back. The most important thing we can do when it comes to procrastinating, if we, if it's something we just got to get into, is we got to just start. (laughs) We got to just start. Chop it up, man. Tell yourself, you know, I'm going to do five minutes of this. And I promise you, once you get started, it's not going to be so scary to your nervous system. You're going to realize that it's not as bad as what was going on in your mind, right? The ruminating and all the thoughts you were allowing to swirl up there. And you're actually going to work a lot more than five minutes on it, right? We can do anything for five minutes. So starting really is the hardest part. Once you've started, you're likely to continue. It's the whole idea of habits over motivation, right? We want to make a change, You just got to start. And the other piece of it is that what's on the other side of this procrastination, right? And a lot of times it's usually fear. It's usually fear. It's this anxiety that's kind of delayed and put off as we procrastinate. So it's this awareness and this curiosity, this gentle, compassionate curiosity, not this judgment, but this curiosity, like, why am I avoiding this? right? Why is it that I know this needs to get done? This is actually going to be good, but why is my body, like why is everything inside of me fighting this right now? Why is this so uncomfortable, right? And just taking apart the beliefs. Like when we do that, procrastination can really lose some of its power. Because perfectionism is a coping strategy, right? It's just part of our humanity. And I know for me, like in the past few months as I was um, building this masterclass I've been talking a lot about in this our first course the Calm Mom Academy like guys I was working on this thing for months and it's so freaking good like I'm so proud of it and there's a bunch of women and women in it right now right we're wrapping up our first week but oh my goodness I noticed that over the last few months like I was always finding excuses not to work on building this thing I just like didn't want to, even though I wanted to, I didn't want to because there's a part of me that like so desperately wanted to just sabotage building this whole course to protect me, to protect me from deep deep disappointment if like nobody bought it and it just fell flat, right? All of the things that can come up when we're pushing a new edge or we're putting ourselves out there or when we really, really care, right? Like, what if it flops? What if I wasted all this time? Like, where will I go from here? And then on the flip side, it's like, what if this is like the best program in the world to help moms not feel anxious and overwhelmed? And, you know, it's steeped in the deepest science and it's just revolutionary in the sense that it's not being taught out there. And it's just like, get organized, take some deep breaths. Like, that's not what I want To teach, right? That's not what, that's not the work that I do. You guys know that that's, we always go deeper than that. And that's what we're offering in this course. It's like this deep nervous system work that gets to the root of our anxiety and our overwhelm and our burnout. And I know it can literally shift your state, the state of your nervous system in minutes. And I'm so excited about it. And my logical brain knows all of these things. And I really believe it so deeply. And I've experienced personally the power in regulating my nervous system. And I've seen tons of other women also experience the same transformation and freedom. And yet, there is still a part of me trying to convince me to just scrap it and stay on the couch and keep playing small and, you know, go do a 100 other things rather than sit here and build this thing out, avoid all the risks, right? And it's normal. And we all experience it. We're all works in progress. We all have these subconscious stories we tell ourselves, Then they start to manifest, right, through our life experience. We might not always know why, but when we're aware of it, man, the the moment I felt, okay, Michelle, this is self-sabotage, just coming in to try to protect you, right, try to protect you from embarrassment, disappointment, man, once I'm aware of it, then I can make a conscious decision on what I want to do in spite of how I'm feeling, right, that anxiety creeping up, that fear creeping up, that insecurity creeping up. So that's just my final encouragement to you guys, man. Just watch, just watch and observe how you might get defensive over taking action on something, right? How it feels so uncomfortable, how you find yourself sabotaging, man, I've been eating so well this week and all of a sudden today I just feel kind of crappy and I know I've just completely like gone off the deep end. Man, what's going on here? Because when you run toward what you're resisting most, my friends, you will get to breakthrough. What you resist will persist. So you got to go toward it. You can feel the discomfort of disappointment. Embrace it, right? You can feel the discomfort of it not going the way I wanted it to or doing the things that I didn't necessarily want to do and the discomfort of that growth and that change and that vulnerability, putting ourselves out there picking ourselves back up, right? Trying again, moving past the guilt, moving past the shame, feeling and moving towards what is we feel is truly aligned to serve us, our marriages, our families, our professional lives better. There's a lot of power in that. So I just thought this talk on self-sabotage would be helpful. Um, when you notice it coming up, man, just, just ask yourself, like, what's going on here? What, what's new or what's different here that, that's disrupting a pattern that's making this really difficult for me? And what can I do to start to heal some of the trauma underlying those patterns so that my body's not in this constant state of fight or flight and my body feels safer to move forward toward whatever the goal is that I that I find myself wanting to sabotage right now? All right, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the end. I'm believing that this was helpful and it blessed you today. I wish you all the best as you go about your day. I will see you back here in the same place soon. Bye, guys. If you love mommy's polyglass, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.